podcast you're here today with nikki t and frank vieira frank what's going on man dude thanks for uh taking some time we're here at uh rowdy headquarters pittsburgh <laughs> yeah man yeah this is the place to be frank this just is... signed my kegerator kegerator yeah there's only you know we got franks on it two franks yeah. frank and frankie frank and frankie frankie ballard had had signed a kegerator and they they gave it away at a show and uh i have a, since acquired it yeah and uh Whenever I have artists over here to play or to uh, do a podcast, I'm going to have everybody sign it that has a good beer song. Yeah, man. we got to save that silver Sharpie here, though. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, about you. So, you're an artist based here out of Pittsburgh, yeah. and you're a country music singer, songwriter, and um, you're one of the first people that I've got in touch with in the scene here, yeah. and um, let's get a little bit of a background on um like where you grew up um stuff like that for people that don't know you cool yeah um so like you mentioned um i've been doing the songwriting thing for about 10 years here in pittsburgh um which is cool and, and it's developing into a really cool scene here and there's a lot of people who've played forever here and a lot of people that are just getting started um so it's you know kind of trying to become a mini nashville over here in pittsburgh yeah but um i i grew up in upstate new york uh, and everybody thinks of New York, you think of New York City, and really the rest of New York is like, you know, the same population over a million more acres. Right. <laughs> um, so I grew up in upstate New York, came out here, went to Robert Morris University in Pittsburgh, Colonials. 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 Um, and then uh, met my wife, stayed, and uh, we live in Pittsburgh. And, uh, I love it here, man. And that experience, like traveling away from home, was really where I kind of found songwriting and found music as something that was more than just like a listening thing and, and right. a hobby thing. Um, I really think everybody who does what I do, writes songs and is an artist and um, wants to pursue that has to be a fan first. Like you have to right. embrace all of the, the things that came before you and all the music that came before you. So that was kind of the start for me, uh, writing songs and here we are. Yeah, I think <laughs> the... Uh for, I think it's a, a great story about your first guitar. So we. Oh, us, dude, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, dude. The first. Um, so in my high school, Vestal Vestal High School, Golden Bears, um, we had a uh, teacher who was in the woodworking department, and every year he ran this guitar making class. His name's Kevin Ledoux. Um, that's actually what he does. He's a luthier. He builds guitars. Like you can buy a Kevin Ledoux guitar. I highly recommend it. <laughs> Um, but, um, so he teaches this class to, you know, seniors in high school and it's a full year of building a, a guitar from the ground up. Like you shape all the wood, you, um, do all the carving and it's, it is really labor intensive and, and you completely value a guitar differently once you build it with your hands. And, um, so doing that was kind of the start to, I have this guitar what am I going to do with it? How do I take this thing that I made and 
make it more useful and, and make it a part of my life in, in a bigger way. Um, so that's that's kind of where the songwriting thing came. And I traveled six and a half hours to come play football at Robert Morris and went through minicamp and didn't play because it was a slow realization of, you know, this is not the rest of my life. Right. You know? <laughs> um, and when you're six hours away from home and you can't go home, um, you find other stuff to do, and that's what songwriting was for me, yeah. which is cool. It's awesome. Funny story, one of our mutual friends, Brittany, yeah. um, went to school there as well. Yeah. And I remember her telling me the story of the first time she saw you like playing in the dorms. Yeah. And uh, she was like, that guy's going to be somebody one day. That's For great. Real. Yeah, it's a great story. It, that was like such a, a cool experience. Um, I have so many, so many great friends from that school, and um, it, really, it really shaped who I am. I, my wife's from that school. And, um, but those, those days just like playing in a dorm room and... Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure half of the people that were around the halls were not happy that I was just singing, <laughs> singing in like common rooms, but, um, it was cool, man. It, it really shaped, it really shaped a lot of who, who I was and who I started to be as a songwriter. And when you go out to shows here in Pittsburgh, you see a lot of your college buddies that, yeah, man, it's that make it out for it. It's really cool. It's, it's really cool. And, and I'm so blessed to have the friends that I do and, and the, the people here that support us, um, you know your your friends like your friends become your fans but also your fans become your friends and like that's that's really what i feel like pittsburgh has become is it's just more family you yeah know? like the people here are my family and, and we love them appreciate them we'll talk about how we met originally which uh, yeah. was uh i guess three four years ago now at uh your songwriting showcase that you guys did the country songwriting showcase at club cafe yeah, we um we try to do some songwriting stuff down at Club Cafe every every couple months, um, and I think you guys just popped in yeah. like, for the night, um, and you know, medium sized crowd just hanging out listening to songs and um, other great Pittsburgh artists. I think the Hob Sisters were there. Yeah, Mike Callie was there. Yeah, Mike was there. Um, great friends here, uh, and then we just went to Jack's man. Yep. legendary Pittsburgh bar, Jacks, <laughs> and uh, and that was the beginning. Yeah, that was the beginning. Anybody here doesn't know Jacks? If you make you it to Pittsburgh, to know yeah, that's a can't miss place. It is the definition of like a Pittsburgh dive bar. Oh yeah, it's cash only. It's the smoky. definition of American. Dive yes, bar. exactly. Open every single day. <laughs> it's uh, even Christmas. Yeah, and you'll see the most mixed crowd of mixed crowds there, from the kid that just turned twenty-one to the the bikers and the you know the regulars it's just a it's a great mix of you never know what you're going to see when you go there it's, Dude, it's a great spot it is the best it is the best i think that's where like every every songwriter's night or event down in the south side ends up is it jacks yeah it's a, it's pretty iconic here in pittsburgh and uh so yeah that's uh that's how we initially met and we we just were saw that that show was happening and i didn't know you at the time yeah and then uh that's when we kind of i took probably i probably had five or six of my buddies out with me yeah 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 man, it just was, uh it was the whole race rowdy like crew from the be, beginning before that you was a thing the, yeah the gentleman of, 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 of leisure yeah <laughs> we uh we had a great time man and then it was cool hanging out with you guys getting to getting to shoot the shit and stuff yeah, and then uh ever since yeah, that I time i can't believe it was that long ago i know right it seems like it just time goes so quick that's that's how it works and at that point i wasn't doing anything formal with anything and you know you were just kind of starting out in your right. musical career like really starting to starting to get things where you were becoming part of the scene here so like yeah. in my opinion in pittsburgh 
you're kind of like one of the heads of the Pittsburgh scene. Uh, you know what I mean? That. Really, like, I, th- I think it's true. I think you're an advocate not just for your own music, but for other local artists as well. Ah, cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. absolutely. And, and I, I love that about what, like, I think is happening here in Pittsburgh. I, I think everybody is really starting to, to rally behind each other. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what makes Nashville such a special place, too. Yep. That's you it. Know? The songwriting community there is second to none. Yeah. We just were talking with Hannah Dasher, and she was saying that she loves music so much. So mm-hmm. she'll give some groceries from her her fridge when she doesn't have enough for herself, you know, because she <laughs> yeah. just loves it that much. That's great. So it's uh, it's pretty cool, and I think you, you're starting to see that here in Pittsburgh as well. Yeah, it's cool. Um, some guys have gotten some national attention. Mm-hmm. Some guys have moved to Nashville, like, you know, Steve Mochler and people that are from Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think that uh, that helps shine a little bit more of a spotlight on the area as well. Yeah, definitely, and Luke Laird's from this yeah, area? Yeah, Luke Laird's from up uh, McMeadville area, yeah, 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 which yeah. is uh, about an hour and a half north of here, Pittsburgh, something, yeah, like, that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, some great songwriters, of course, great singers. And uh, it's starting to, you can catch a show most nights of the week here, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we get great shows at Jurgles. Like, you guys play a lot of those, mm-hmm. opening up for national acts and stuff. And it's really uh, starting to spread. So let's talk about. Yeah, and, and on that note, too, like, I, I think a lot of that can be attributed to how great the radio stations are here, too. Yes. Um, because they don't have to support guys like me and right. any other artists, and, and they're really open and willing to do that. Yeah. So it's all the stations. Yeah. Um, we're blessed to have three country stations here. And, Absolutely. And, and they, you know, all good people, and they all support what we do. Yeah, and I think that's... It's a crazy thing to think of. When people think of Pittsburgh, they don't necessarily think of a country market, right? Yeah, right. But it's really a country market, and it's it's different than other markets, just like every other market is. Mm-hmm. But uh, we get a lot of shows here. We get a lot of country fans. Um, me and Frank were just down at Heinz Field yesterday. Yeah. Um, he had a show. But <laughs> it was so hot. It was so it was hot. hot. <laughs> it was 95 degrees and humid. I didn't um, even want to get drunk, but I you just had no choice. You had no choice. Yeah, it was just... You just had to do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did, uh, Frank and I, we did a little uh, video you'll see coming up soon, guys, with, uh, with Terry Lee Palmer. Yeah, Mr. my spirit animal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all of our Razor Rowdy yeah. spirit animals. Yeah. He's. I think if you can be one one person as an alter ego, it has to be him. It, he's, he's the dude, man. He is the guy. We've been, I've been drawn to him, his style, and his music since he was... First time I saw him with John Party. Yeah. I just saw him with his hair blowing in that fan that he had on stage. <laughs> and I was like... It's the best. I was like, what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. But he was awesome and it was cool. Thank you again for, for, oh, for stopping sure. down with us and helping helping out. So let's talk about right now, let's talk about the new single you guys have out. So you have yeah. an EP that released. Yeah. And uh, tell us about the release date of that and you know your first single and then we'll go into... Your new single that just came out and yeah, it's really so, getting some traction. So we, had a, we had a project that came out last year called Right Here. Um, and it had been a little while since I'd released anything. And, and it was kind of uh, a little bit of a growing up record. Um, and I think the songwriting was that. The production was that. Um, and, you know, it's pretty incredible when you can send out a single to country radio and stations will play it unsolicited. And... Um, we've been super blessed with the new single, Fill It Up, and yeah. um, just, you know, the, the music industry's changed so much, and everything's so digital right now that um, 
music's available to everybody. Yeah. And uh, it's really awesome to see, like, the Spotify traction we've gotten is incredible. Like, all the playlisters out there supporting it, you guys supporting it, um, and, and radio stations, you know, them too supporting it, uh, because as an independent artist, like, you know, we don't, we don't have the, um, we don't have the reach as, as some other folks do, and, and for stations to take a chance, which is really what they're doing, is, you know, uh, we're going to take a chance and play this song, um, is, is awesome. It's, it's been the coolest thing and, and the best blessing ever. Yeah. I remember when you sent me that EP the first time, yeah. and I listened through it, I was like, dude, fill it up. Dude, fill it up is the song. That is the jam. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want to listen to that on repeat at my tailgate every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I think that was that was the whole goal of the song. Yeah. You know, um, we, we really started ramping up some live shows, and it was like, how do we take, how do we take the live show to the next level? Um, and as a songwriter, I think you can really fall into a groove of like, uh, we do a lot of nostalgia, love, um, you know, some of the more deeper stuff, and, and how do you get something that translates to live shows, and, and that's really important on the record, is to make sure you get a couple of those songs that, you know, you can really drive home live, and fill it up was just like a no-brainer, like, you know, this is this is the party song yeah. of the record, yeah. um, and, and it's cool. And like you said, the production's freaking amazing. Yeah, man, I mean, Mike, Mike Offka out in, and out in Steubenville, and um, all the guys that played on it, Pete Wilson, my band, um, my band contributed a ton to, to doing the, the fill it up track and um, those guys, George, Jesse, Eric, Brad, um, they're, they're incredible. They've been with me for, you know, four or five years now as a team yeah. and uh, they're, they're just kick-ass players and kick-ass human beings. Yeah. Um, but Mike with the production of it, um, you know, it's, it's just second to none and you get, um, you know, you get some guys coming through who move on and move to Nashville. Like Pete's, Pete's been out on tour. The guy who did some drums and, and Cam's been out on tour, and uh, you know they're killing it too. So um, it's it's always great to see people's careers and how it like all builds up together, growing, yeah, cool. growing together, which is great. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about like that digital versus physical yeah. kind of world that we're in right now with music, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, it's almost like a double-edged sword, right? Because, you know, you have the ability to um, immediately send music out to everyone. You know, there's no such thing as um, not being able to get your music out there. Anybody yeah. can, can go do it. And it's special because then, then you get the power to listeners. Um, and, and that's what it should be about. That's, that's why we make music. That's why we create it. We want people to hear it. Um, and you want it, people to connect with it. And then you have this weird situation where because of that like you know um the, the physical side of it you know is kind of going away like the the vinyl thing's coming back which is cool like, yeah um but to me like that's it's a somewhat small portion of it you know Absolutely. like not everybody's going out and buying vinyls but, right um they're they're the hardcore people who are like yeah I'm, I'm physical i'm gonna keep keep these vinyls and and i love that um but for the digital people out there it's like instant instant gratification right yep. and um it's it's just cool it's it's so different in how the economy of music works and all that yeah stuff. it's so much more like before if you sold a bunch of records yeah you would make all your money now yeah. it's so show driven like yep. you have to be out on the show you have to be selling merch mm -hmm. you know you have to be a businessman and we've talked about that a little bit oh, like for sure. 
part of part of the industry. That's it, exactly. Part specifically independently, because you are your salesperson, you are your booking agent. You know what I mean when you're starting out. And eventually, if you get big enough, you get that. You know, where you get people that can help you with that stuff and build a team. But yeah, it's uh, you got to be timely. You got to be on the phone. You got to be you know doing all that stuff. And it's it's uh, I think that's a part that some people who are great musicians they just maybe don't get that side of it and I think and sometimes that hurts them where I think you as a person kind of get the whole thing like you are you do so many things you know (laughs) graphic design web design you wear a lot of hats and but you do it all well and I think that's one of the things that if you could teach to people yeah be open to doing that stuff, right and you know? that's and that's what it is like, and you just figure it out yeah you know we've had, we have so many like friends in this community doing doing what we're doing like why won't we want them to succeed yeah i know every time like i find out a little trick of like hey like we we were able to to find success doing this or like yeah. have you called this person like they're booking this venue um you know i i just feel like the more people that have those connections like the better pittsburgh's music scene is going to be yeah. You know, if if we suddenly have like twenty five Pittsburgh artists that you know are doing really well, like that's a great thing. It's yeah. great for everybody because then then everybody's coming out to shows and yep and building that community and that's well that's, that's what it's it. all about. If you're a fan of one band and they play yeah. with another band, yeah, then our fans are all the same. That's it. You know, country music fans are, you know, everybody says it all the time and it's super cliche, but they really are like the widest variety of people, mm-hmm. and they're the best fans. Like they're the most loyal people of all time yeah um i'm so fortunate and blessed to have friends who've like followed this entire journey so far and and what we've been able to do and um i'll see people that come to you know 20 shows a year and they've been doing it for like five and six years and i'm like guys i'm really sorry like you know we play a lot of the same songs (laughs) for those 20 shows yeah you know aren't you guys sick of it and 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 it's amazing because there's just so much love and support for for music and and artistry and and it's great yeah so let's talk about a little bit about your life so we uh when i'd met you originally you were with your now wife and yeah uh, we were were engaged yeah engaged crazy yeah and then now you know let's tell let's talk about the the life events that you guys are going through. Yeah, man. So since you and I have met, um, my wife and I engaged, got married, um, and, and again, man, like I'm so grateful. My life has been so cool, um, and my wife is incredible. She's so supportive and um, just just the funnest, nicest human being on the planet. Yeah. Um, and this year we were blessed to have uh, a little baby boy, little Emmett. Um, he went to his first show. Um, June 22nd I'll probably always remember it June 22nd and uh, <laughs> uh, he had like those little headphones, headphones. on oh it's so cute oh man it was the coolest and and just uh, you try to be the same person but it's impossible like, <laughs> your, your life is completely different like yeah. having having a son um, better you know yeah. it's not like it's a change for anything different than great you know? yeah um so it's been it's been so special, and I, I got some time right now to hang out with him at home. And, um, you know, grateful for our life situation to be able to do that and just watch him grow up. That's it. Try not to mess him up too bad. <laughs> Teach him all the fun stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we talked about it, like uh, with your songs, and you're starting to uh, 
you know get that influence in some of the things you know the the dad aspect is the dad aspect yeah i mean that's a that's a different level it's another gear that you have in your repertoire now yeah it's cool it's um and that's the best thing about songwriting i think songwriting is it's always going to be an outlet. Yeah. You know, no matter what happens in life, no matter what happens musically, it's it's the release of, you know, my my feelings. Um, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be that for me. Um, so part of that is your life experience. You know, I, I mentioned the right here EP being kind of a growing up, maturing thing, um, and it just continues to happen. You know, you you still pull on you know the nights as a 20 year old like right. pulling fake IDs to get in bars yeah. and, you know <laughs> drinking more beers than anybody should and doing things that nobody should um, and that's all still part of who you are and who you were but um, adding new dimension to songwriting and what you are as a person is, is really cool and it's, I think we're going to have some, some fun ones on the next record about that yeah it's know, awesome which hopefully will be Heck yeah. yeah so let's talk about just music in general. What's some of the stuff that you're listening to right now? Yeah, dude. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we, uh, I, I'm a big fan of, um, obviously songwriting is always first for me. Um, and there's a ton of, ton of great stuff. I was just telling you on the way over here, like I was, um, had this weird day of like, really being in the car for most of the day and, and all I did was listen to Kit Moore all day um, who just like from an artistry perspective is like Kick incredible ass. right yeah. um, but some new stuff that's coming out like I, I love the, the Jameson Rogers EP yeah. which is great top to bottom so good um, the Eric Dillon EP is great like album yeah album yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like 13 songs <laughs> yeah so good um, but his stuff is so great and, and I think that's um, you know the the greatest testament to that is when your peers recognize it and yeah. that's, that I think is you know I don't know Eric at all but it seems to me like he's on fire right now like everything yeah. he's doing is a home run and, and that's great because from afar if I can admire what he's doing and not know him like I'm really happy that other people do too yeah like his stuff's incredible I think um, I think that's just gonna build with him too yeah you know but but obviously like um, influences for me music-wise have always been guys like Eric Church, Dirk Bentley. Um, and I think you're starting to see that a lot more, um, not as like Dirks and Church move on, but they, they, they've been in the scene for a long time. And I think what you're starting to see is a lot of the younger guys that are coming up, um, the influence has changed, right? Like yeah. The, the influence went from being like Alan Jackson and George Strait to being Dirk Bentley and Eric Church. Yeah. And I think for a lot of like songwriters like myself in, in that next generation those guys were our influences and you hear it so much in the music now like yeah. everybody's coming out with you know um, stuff that reflects what they listen to and for us in our generation that was that yeah which is sick I think it's it's cool too and I, I hear that so you know whenever you listen to new songs you're like what does this sound like or yeah. who does this sound like you know yeah. And, uh, like who else could have this song? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Song? Yeah, yeah. You're listening for that almost. You know, just being a fan. That's one of the things I do. I'm like, I like just in my head. I start thinking about it. And uh, Ray Fulcher's new stuff that's going to be coming out sounds a lot like Eric Church. Yeah, we were we were listening to it the other day. It's really cool. Yeah, it has a, I don't know what we a good Eric Church vibe. 
about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I had it on the tailgate. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just pretty neat to see how guys like Church who've just been yeah who we grew up with mm-hmm. you know since college the, and everything. Just the, the like the stamp that he has put on country music, and I know that's like you know you you read and listen to interviews about him like his there's a great interview with him about pushing the needle um like pushing the needle of what you know country music is and and how great it can be yeah and uh there's no greater evidence than imitation yeah and like that's really what's going on is everybody's like church was my influence i want to be that's it and well it's and it's probably not even imitation imitation it's just yeah that's who they are right well because church has made them that way yeah from his kick-ass music yeah exactly you know it's it's awesome it's it's uh, it, it, and you're exactly right. It's shaping the generation, just mm-hmm. like Garth Brooks did before, and exactly, just like man. Waylon Jennings and Johnny Cash and Willie yep. did before. Yep. It's it's shaping that next generation. Yeah, and and it's I think, you know, hopefully as as part of that, like the people who who are coming up and and in that, like some of us will push the needle farther too. Yeah, you know, um, some of us will take those influences like they did. You know, and and do the next thing with it. Yeah. And you know, I, I think you hear that a lot um, on the radio right now. Uh, think think about like, and Sam Hunt. You know, it's so funny because like everybody has their their thing with oh, Sam yeah. Hunt, and and ly- from a lyrical standpoint, he's a genius. Yeah. You know, fantastic songwriter. And, and just pushing the envelope of what like audibly it sounds like. Yeah. You know? um, I mean. Ray Charles was a country artist for a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so it's like... Johnny Cash was rock and roll. That's it. And, you know? And people told Garth Brooks he wasn't country enough yeah. for a lot, of, a lot of songs. You yeah. know, a lot of his most popular songs are, uh, are stuff that people back then told him, you know, wasn't country enough. People, people ran Waylon Willie out of town in Nashville, you know? And it's, it's, it's kind of neat now because back then, like, Waylon Willie went to Texas and they fucking did it. They yeah. did their own thing and it worked, yeah. right? But that was hard back then. They had to start a whole new music scene and grind it from there. Yeah. Now, with digital music, you can start a music scene from freaking anywhere. Yeah. You can start a music scene from here in Pittsburgh. You, yeah. you get yeah. the right people around you and you get the right acts. Mm-hmm. And you can start that anywhere. And it doesn't even need to be a scene in that area, you know? Yeah. Specifically with like things like where you're looking at your Spotify streams, right? Yeah. So, you see where they're at. Then yeah. you know where you can go play. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're like, if I'm getting this many plays in this area, let's yeah. make, let's take a chance and see yeah. I can play that area. You yeah, know, exactly. and then grow from there. Grow that organically from there. Play a little show. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next time, play maybe a little bigger show. You yeah. Know? And and that too, like it, it goes back to um, with all of those outlets. Um, people in in the country music fan base like they become friends and you know I, I've had folks reach out to us from you know other states and um, you know like Connecticut and out in Kansas City um, my brother's out there but um, he's got a bunch of folks out there who've, who've helped us out the radio stations out in Kansas City helped us out and uh, you know all of a sudden like people are like hey when are you coming to Kansas City and it's like hopefully soon yeah <laughs> you're like that sounds great that yeah, sounds great. yeah. <laughs> see my brother and Any, play a kick anywhere man yeah it's <laughs> awesome so let's talk about some of the shows you have coming up this yeah. summer. Yeah, so uh, um, we, we've started to get a little bit busy with, with traveling around, which is cool. Yeah. Um, starting to play places like Columbus and Lansing. Um, we're going 
we were out in Chicago a while back. We'll probably be back there this fall. Um, but for the first time ever, like, I'm actually taking us back to my hometown. Yeah. Um, which, you know, being so far away from my hometown, like, we've finally built up a thing where we can we can go do that as a, as a band and travel. And um, it's going to be really cool playing a show in my hometown. Yeah, that's great. So, um, but hopefully just, you know, more places, more people. And, um, man, if, if you guys like what we're doing, we just love to hear it. Yeah. And we appreciate it so much. If uh, a big Butler Fair you're playing here yeah, soon, man. and but uh, July is like nuts. I don't. We're playing like five shows next week. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, um, but it'll be good. The big Butler Fair is gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh, we, you know, over the years we've gotten the opportunity to share stages with incredible acts. Yeah, and that's you know, in Dil- this Dylan area. Dylan Scott's headlining. Yeah, the Butler Fair and Sam Grove's gonna be there. Yeah, um, and you know just. It, it's awesome that we've been given opportunities to do that. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's, that's always something that gets me excited about playing places. We're playing with Thompson Square out in Columbus this year, which will be cool. They're great live. Um, They're yeah. super great live. Yeah. But just just some great opportunities. And, and like you said, that's just one of those things around Pittsburgh that happens. Yeah. You know, like um, we're able to get on some gigs and, and, you know, the whole community is really, you know, and, and that's pretty cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's shout out where people can find you on social media. Oh yeah. So they can follow you. So um, I think if you type in Frank Vieira on the internet, you can find us. Um, Vieira is a tough last name, so it's like V like Victor I E I R A, um, and it's who I am. So that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, uh, I don't think I'll be the guy who changes that. No. <laughs> But yeah, you can you can hop on the internet and find us there. Um, check it out on Spotify. Um, really, uh, just a great resource yeah. for um, artists right now. Yeah, um, which is great. And uh, all the other internet stuff. Come see us at a show. Uh, we play a lot in Pittsburgh. We play a lot, kind of in the region. Yeah. Um, and uh, and add fill it up to your add fill playlist. It up to your playlist. Yeah. They, Make it your your summer anthem. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> there's not many better summer songs than that. Honestly, it's it's a killer tailgate song, man. I yeah, mean, we man. played it, you know, at the tailgate, and they, everybody loves it every yeah. time. Mick has uh, been gracious enough to make it his summer anthem for two years. Absolutely. Last <laughs> last summer and this summer. Yeah, man. I was like, when are you putting this out, Frank? <laughs> and you're like, next summer, I think. <laughs> when are you coming out? I'm like, come on, Frank. Yeah, we had the, uh, we had the like, and timing's everything in music, right? Yeah. Um, we, uh, we released that record in June, and kind of like for the promo machine to get going, it made more sense to be this summer. Yeah, so, makes sense. Um, that's what we ended up doing with it, which is, man, it's, it's been cool. It was a cool moment seeing that in uh, Billboard, too. Yeah, that was cool, that's man. That's insane. Uh, um, so as, as an independent guy, we, we send out all of our stuff through you know, the channels to get, to get on radio. And, um, I got this, like this email from somebody at billboard that was like, Hey, we're going to have this song go for ads on this day. And like, it's like, Oh, all right, that's cool. And then like, you know, the next day it shows up in a magazine. That's like, Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. So, <laughs> super cool. Um, that's one of those pinchy moments. You yeah. Know? It was really cool, man. So, um, thanks. Thanks to everybody who's out there supporting it and, um, just con- continuing to grow. And, uh, as long as, as long as we got music to make and, and to 
play for you guys when we do it. Well, thanks so much for, for sitting with us today and Heck yeah, man. giving us some of your time here at Ray's Rowdy Headquarters, Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, if you like this, I mean, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified every time we get a new one. Doing our best to put one out every Sunday. Yeah, so man. We appreciate it, too, on our side. Thanks so much. Cool.